Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. It's Thursday the 26th of May. You're watching Breakfast with me, Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk TV, live from the Talk Radio studios. Coming up, Boris Johnson has said he's humbled after facing criticism in Sue Gray's report into Downing Street lockdown parties, which revealed a failure of leadership. Meanwhile, Chancellor Rishi Sunak is set to announce a £10 billion pledge today uh, to help families uh, save hundreds of pounds on their energy bills, partly funded by a windfall tax on energy firms. And a review into the deaths of Arthur Labinjo Jones and Star Hobson at the hands of their parents and carers has called for dedicated child protection teams to help prevent those deaths in the future. 6.33 is the time. This is Talk Breakfast. Thank you very much indeed for your company. Really appreciate you joining us. And yeah, I know you've all been shouting at me for the last I don't know how many months is it now over Partygate. Go move on. Talk about something different. Well, we can move on now, can't we? We've had the Partygate report. Damning. If you didn't think it was damning, I'm sorry, if you're just focusing on those pictures of the of the pathetic little gathering for the Prime Minister's birthday in uh, in 2020, then I think you're focusing on the wrong thing. Uh, there was a, a damning report into what happened on in number 10 Downing Street where you and I were all locked in our homes and businesses were closed. Um, but for most people, let's be honest, Prime Minister's going to survive. He's not going to resign. Looking like there aren't going to be those uh, letters going into the 1922 committee immediately. And uh, he lives to fight another day. The, the, the man with, well, certainly more than a cat with nine lives, isn't he? Um, but um, we're going to move on and talk about cost of living. Um, £10 billion package of measures that's going to be announced uh, by the Rishi Snack this morning. It could be at 11.30 this morning. Of course, last chance for the Chancellor to make an announcement about uh, help this side of June. Of course, we've got a, a week's recess ahead of the Jubilee. Um, JJ Anisiobi is a commentator. And he's joining me all this morning in the studio to talk about all the big stories. I do want to talk about Partygate first and then we'll move on to the cost of living. So stay with us, people who are shouting at the radio <laughs> being cross. <coughs> Apologies. Um, um, let's um, talk about what Sue Gray had to say. She did talk about boozy parties, people vomiting, spilling wine up the wall, getting into fights. One party lasting until 4.20 in the morning. That was the morning before Phillips, Pinder's Phillips' funeral. Um, laughing at security guards, being rude uh, uh, to cleaners, a lack of respect and poor treatment on a regular basis, she said to those people. A WhatsApp message from the Prime Minister's most senior staff about one of the parties saying we got away with it, i.e. they did know what they were doing was wrong. The head of ethics taking a karaoke machine to a leaving party, we knew about that already. Um, I mean, it's pretty damning stuff, isn't it? For me, it raises more uh, <coughs> questions than answers, ultimately. How were they able to have this frat house uh, happening so, <laughs> so frequently? Uh, for Boris to claim he knew nothing about it, it just proves he's a liar again. This this is the thing. It's, you know, the, he, he didn't know there were any parties. and He was shocked and horrified by them. He'd been at a lot of them. Yeah, yeah I, I completely... It is a fair defence of his. This is a huge building. For people who've not been in it, it looks like a really small house. It isn't. It's a whole... It's a whole load of houses all put together with lots of different corridors. There are so many rooms and... 
um, you know, and, and, and little, you know, warrens of rooms everywhere and their entire collection, you know, 70 Whitehall as well, the cabinet office and number 11, number 10 all sort of joined up. There are hundreds of rooms, as he, as he pointed out in, 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 the, in the comments yesterday. He's not going to, it's not like you or me go, I didn't know there was a party in my kitchen. <laughs> now, you know, my, my, I'm going to know if there's a party in my kitchen. That is a fair defence on his part. However, he was at a lot of the events. OK, admittedly for a short periods of time, early on in the evening, but he knew these events were taking place. And it defies belief that anyone at any of these events, including the prime minister and the cabinet secretary, Simon Case, um, had did not know that these events were illegal. I'll tell you why we know this, because A, <laughs> security guards, so-called custodians, uh, they apparently repeatedly tried to stop them and then were treated very badly as a result. Um, police officers working at number 10 were obviously aware that all these drunken people are coming out and, you know, the weedy suitcase up Whitehall and, like, and the likes of that. They knew they knew what they were doing was wrong. They knew everyone else was banned by the law from doing it. They knew other people were being fined for doing far less. And they think they got away with it. I don't know why anyone isn't flipping furious about this. Yeah, I think um, the public, we are, they are. We are drained of it. It has been going on for a while. But that doesn't, that doesn't mean now that we should just completely forget about it because they, they broke the law. They made a mockery um, of number 10 and they're, they're laughing at us. That that is it. Yeah, uh, who else were they laughing at? <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah. What do you what do you make of people who and again, right now, six thirty seven in the morning, I know, watching here on Talk T V or listening on Talk Radio, I know lots of you will be going, Move on, love. Seriously, move on. Um why do you think people think it doesn't matter? I think people are tired of it. And that's exactly what Boris Johnson wants. Yeah, that's exactly what he wants. It's been dragged out since what we found out about this last December. But then it's it's almost like saying, well, if someone um, crashes their car into into another car, if you leave it long enough, then there's there's no punishment going to happen for it. We could argue, and I think it's fair, look, look, what damage is done. Let's talk about stuff that really affects people's lives, which is, you know, which is that, People are facing a cost of living crisis and all that. Now, again, my answer to that was we need to deal with that as well. But one of the reasons we've got a cost of living crisis is because of lockdown policy for the last two years. And one of the reasons we, well, the reason we were told we had to have lockdowns was to save people's lives. Again, I'm going to keep saying this. The people who were partying in number 10, who saw all the data and who were making all the rules and telling the rest of us we had to lock down or we'd kill granny, those people, and it was all all you know, duty we had as good citizens, they were not at risk. They knew they were not at risk. They 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 didn't think it for one moment that when they went to any of those parties that anybody was going to die. No evidence that anyone caught COVID or died or anyone they knew died as a result of those parties. What does that tell you? Yeah. <laughs> what does that tell you? They, they hold this country in contempt, absolute contempt. So like I said, it was a frat house. Boris Johnson was was the the leader, and he he okay. He may, he may not have known every party, but he knew several of them. Yeah. I also read that he had to, in order to get to his flat, he had to walk past several parties and would stop and raise a glass, have a yeah. chat before going up to his home. Would you? He said he was humbled, um, uh, but he, he he said he was appalled yesterday in the comments by some of the behaviour revealed. He's apologised once again for the rule breaking, but he kept insisting. Oh, he said, "I take full responsibility for everything that took place on my watch." Part of taking full responsibility is acting on it. He said he's made a lot of changes at Number 10 and all the senior people have changed. Well, they haven't. The Cabinet Secretary's still there. He's still <laughs> there. Um, he did later on tell Tory MPs at the Backbench 22 Committee that, um, that uh, there had been a distorted impression of what had happened at Downing Street. And he said, we need to move on from what he called Westminster issues. Um, certainly a lot of MPs are still sitting on their hands on this one. Though, you know, I'm... 
pretty hard to get MPs on the show today. I've got to be honest with you. Uh, but he still insisted it's been appropriate to hold leaving events for staff. We had a producer on this show who I, I'd worked with since the day we started in January 2016. And when he left in the middle of lockdowns, we were not able to have a leaving drinks for him or a leaving party for him. You know, we stood outside the studio and went, well, by we all stood two meters apart and watched a video that had been put together you know of, of some finest moments and messages that was it that's all we were allowed to do so people weren't allowed to go to funerals they weren't i mean people weren't allowed to to, to attend weddings and things but it was really important to say goodbye to staff you see this is why i could we, we cannot move past it when my mum passed away during covid of covid i'd say goodbye via telephone to her but it's okay I for, didn't realise that, Jason. Yeah. I'm so sorry. But it's okay for Boris to say goodbye to, to some of his workers in person with a glass of wine. Because that was much more important. That was much more important. Absolutely ridiculous. So, yeah, we cannot move on from it. If he wants to take responsibility, resign. That's what he should be doing, resigning. Let someone else come in come in and clean up the mess. He's not going to be pushed out, certainly now. He's never going to resign. No. That's not his style anyway. And many people listening will say, watching, will say, no, he, does, he shouldn't. Um, lots of Tory MPs, though, sitting on, his hand, on their hands. We know there is a number of letters into the 22 committee sitting there. Do you think he's fighting the next general election? Unfortunately, I think he is. Yeah, I, I, I cannot see anyone else. Do you think he wins else. it? Yeah, I think he does. Because I think one of the key things here is that I think he will win the next election. And genuinely, I'm sitting there going, choice between Keir Starmer and Boris Johnson. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, bearing in mind all the things I'd criticise uh, Boris Johnson for, actually, I think Keir Starmer would have been worse on, on, on lockdowns and a lot of those policies. Um, I hadn't, not think, I know he would have been worse on. Um, uh, but I'll tell you what, though, that he could, he'll win the next election, but it'll be possibly a hung parliament, biggest majority, or biggest party, but not a majority. So you're looking at 100 plus Tory MPs losing their seats. Yeah. I have a funny feeling that those 100 plus Tory MPs might start feeling differently over the next year or two when the polls don't change. We'll talk next about something which obviously the government's hoping will change the fortunes of this government, concentrating on the stuff that does affect people every day right now and in the next few months. And that is the cost of living crisis. Ten billion pound package that's going to be announced by the Chancellor, we think, in the next few hours uh, to give some immediate help and some more help announced ahead of uh, things in October. We'll go through the details of that and how it's going to be funded. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 